Too Many Comics, episode 203. Brooks, it is nice to uh, chat some books again with you. It's somewhat consistent. We're getting there. Okay. We're uh, getting back on it. So we did resolve – well, didn't resolve sort of the Skype and internet issues. It, I think – I believe it's confirmed to be Skype since recording this new way works just fine and uh, the internet for the both of us works just fine. So, uh, you know, no more Skype and uh, we will continue to use the uh, the new setup here. I think we sound just fine. I think it was your fault that it had to be. Uh, I, 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 that's, that's what I think. Well, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> So we've got uh, kick things off with some Venom follow-up. Uh, Venom 2 adds Spider-Man villain Shriek alongside Carnage. Sure, man. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, I openly stated before this that I do I know absolutely nothing about this character. So, uh, But I also still need to see the first Venom. You haven't seen that yet still? No. Yeah, I feel like it's not available uh, for streaming on any of the, uh, the free things. I feel like that's not... I could easily rent it. I just... I mean, I, I, listen, I, I, can I assume that you're a straight up cord cutter at this point? You have no, mm-hmm. okay. But I am, st- I'm mostly a cord cutter. I've, I've come a long way. I've cut out a lot of things, but I still have this weird snobby thing about like, I will not pay to rent a title. If is it streaming? I'll take it. Will I pay to stream for f- five bucks? Mm-mm. I don't know why that is. I can respect that. I don't know. Why, I mean, I would sooner walk to the red box, which is a dinosaur of a way to do things. It certainly is. And spend a dollar or two on something before I would like pay Amazon or Apple or one of those to be like, I have to watch, you know, something like this for more. That's my, that's my hang up. I'm sorry. Well, I, I respect you. Okay. And your decisions. <laughs> do you though? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. In this case, yes. Thank you. Uh, Venom director also confirms that Spider-Man and Venom will cross over. See, I'm down with this. I really am. Well, this, this is how it should be, yes. I, I, can, I, I said before, my theory is there could be a Venom movie, you know, obviously there's one, maybe two, maybe even three, where we as an audience build a level of sympathy and familiarity with his story. So when they cross paths, it's not such a black and white, he's the villain. It's more like a, hmm, who to root for? I'm not hmm. so sure. That's that's my theory on this. And I, I think that that's groundbreaking of me to think of that. Do you think, would, would they cross over on Spider-Man's territory or Venom's? I think it's going to be sort of a, uh, it'll be a convergence where it'll be like Spider-Man Venom, the movie where mm-hmm. it will not be one encroaching on the other's home turfs, so to speak. And I, I again, I'm reaching big time because I have no idea what they have planned. It, obviously the way that this is being proposed, even by my fake fan fiction version is not the way it happened in the comics where Venom was very much a villain. He was the product of a symbiote slash symbiote, <laughs> mm-hmm. from another planet came out of the secret wars and corrupted Eddie Brock, the reporter and made him a straight up jealous venom villain of Spider-Man. That's not the case we're going to get in this, in this case. So I don't know. What do you think though? Like, like, like I, I feel like when I first met you before you really got into comics, you were a venom fan. Are you still yeah, I do like, I do love venom as a character. Are you still in this court? Like where where, yeah. where where do you fall? Um, I guess what I've and recent things that I've read of him, I'm not the what I like about 
what I liked about Venom was he was like a villain that I rooted for. Um, in similar ways that, you know, I dig like the Joker in books. Like, I don't want to see Batman ever killing the Joker. I want to see the Joker just continue to terrorize him and face his own demons and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like Venom's like, like the same way. He's like the, you know, the, he's like the inner, it's like the, it's like a part of Peter that is just like, he sees so much of himself in Venom. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't quite, I never fully got on board with Venom being like a good guy hero. Yeah. That makes, cause maybe it's just cause of how I was introduced to him as a villain. And I've, you know, I grew up just knowing that side of Venom and it just being a Spider-Man versus Venom all the time. Like that, that was just like it, like Spider-Man's met his match and it's Venom and here's, you know, here's them battling it out. So I never quite grasped him being a hero um, and taking over encompassing different bodies and, and everything. So, you know, I would love to see it as, and granted, I, I obviously just said, I still have not seen the Venom movie. I don't think that because they struck this deal with Tom Holland, I can't see Sony then saying we made a lot of money by ourselves on Venom here. We'll farm it out to like one of the MCU Spider-Man movies. So I do agree with you that it's probably got to be like some Sony controlled convergence of the two or just Spider-Man making a cameo and like Venom two or three, something like that is how it's going to happen. And, you know, I don't, I don't foresee it playing out the way that I know Venom as just being like the straight up villain of Spider-Man. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be something different. Uh, and that's okay, but um, I feel like we we missed our chance of you know Venom being the villain in this MCU trilogy and getting the most out of that character. But uh, I'm open just to seeing you know someday I'll see the Venom movie and I'm open to see it playing out. Okay, well uh, I support you in all the ways possible. Right. What what, what I mean? Um, this the, is your thing. This is your time to shine. Yeah, this is it. Um, I have signed up officially for Disney Plus Founders. Did Circle. you pay for the year or month to month? I paid year. Okay, so the question is, that's like seventy bucks. So mm-hmm. it's it's not surprisingly that's so cheap, and there are already there have already been reports about like this can't last. There's no way, and you see things like Netflix, where you and I came in, you especially me, uh, nipping on your heels or early adopters where it was, it was like so cheap and it still is if you think about it, but like it's creeping and creeping mm-hmm. and creeping and creeping. And when you hear about Disney plus having these monster titles that have monster budgets, there's no way these like little bullshit, seven bucks a month, 70 bucks a year, which comes in at like, you're a math person, five twenty five. That's, that's sustainable. But I mean, what are your thoughts on this? They're they are in just such a unique position when compared to someone like Netflix. Like I remember reading some stories of you know they get entry level pricing. It most certainly will go up as the years pass. Um, I think they even said that they don't expect to turn a profit on it until like years three to five. You know, getting enough people on board. But it, whereas Netflix, that's its entire business basically. Disney doesn't need to make yeah, money off this right away. They don't. This I mean, is. They, it, it's as popular as it is because they own Pixar and Star Wars and Marvel, yes, which are yes, pumping out billions. Yes, this is this is drug dealer prices at its finest. Get them in cheap. Yes. Get us addicted. And now it's going to cost you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and too. Me we, we, we are, just, we are upstate Americans. Do, I, we are taxpayers. Yes. Uh, you pay property tax even. So let's get in here. Mm-hmm. What I do like, though, is that no matter how much it increases, I hope that they keep the yearly option. Because with all these streaming services, I definitely I try to avoid monthly, just recurring yeah, yes, monthly right. costs. If it's something I know I'm going to watch and use, give me an offer where I can you know, get a month free by paying for a year up front. I will so happily my, my, do that every time. So I'm happy. All right, so my question offer. is, so obviously you get a massive backlog of Disney titles, movies, what have you, which, you know, again, I feel like at one point in my life, I was about like Disney cartoon movies. I'm sorry, animated features. I'm sorry. What would you try to get your daughter who's pushing four months? She turned seven months. I, was, I thought I was high ball with six. What would you what would you try to get her into? For, what would you like make her become a fan of so you guys can share this this thing together? What what, what what's it what's an early adoption Disney thing? Where you're like, we have this together. Yeah, um I mean I'd probably try to steer towards like the Pixar okay. stuff. I mean, I know that, you know, my wife grew up watching like the Lion King type stuff and you know, she'll probably, yeah, she'll probably get into some of that. But in terms of like smaller kid things, you know, I've enjoyed a lot of the Pixar stuff. And I think you can start latching onto that uh, without even fully understanding what the stories are. Like you could yeah, watch a yeah, toy yeah. story. Uh, like we have a, we have a, a nephew now that's three that, you know, loves Bud Light. Loves Bud Light. And, Woody. <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> and like, he doesn't know the storyline, but you know, he can see them and play with them and do stuff. So that's probably where I'm at. So I wonder when Disney does all this and they release all these backlogs, there are some deep cut Disney movies that never made it big. I'm talking about the great mouse detective. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the black cauldron. I want to see these. I feel like these are darker, non-musical deep cut Disney feature films. Do you recall either of these two? I say, so I look it up. No. They're, they 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 are like uh, in my mind, and I I believe I've read articles to the extent that they are like they were not huge hits, but they are a little bit smarter than your average Disney movie. That's where I'm at on this. We, we, All right, well, we we have uh, lots to cover. Let's well. keep moving. Um, Jessica Jones, the the Blind Spot digital series, written by the wonderful Kelly Thompson, who we interviewed on this very show is actually going to be collected in a print collection. And uh, is it already I, in stores? Is, is that, that what I'm reading? Uh, that's what it says in the headline. Hmm. Cause she was uncertain as to whether or not this was going to happen. Um, you know, at least to us broke the news that it was like done. I don't think I fully knew that it was done. And she thought it was um, a failure as well. I think, yeah, as, you know, I, the next time I'm in the shop, if this is sitting there, I, I, I most likely buy. You it. and I both agreed. I, I read the when I read this story, uh, you know, long form. Um, they they rightfully said that this is a Brian Michael Bennis creation, and she bravely took it on. And I thought she did a great job. I really enjoyed her run. I really did. But yeah, it was fantastic. She picked up with it and uh, ran with it, and. And listen, we talked many times, even with her, that we loved that it was a digital first, breaking new ground, two issues at a time. Um, you know, hopefully someone can break through and do something like that again. 
I think that was a great great way to read a comic and well, uh, keep things. But top yes, of mind. I, I, I'm happy to learn that. I, I, and it's right. it's it's a larger collected thing. I wonder if it's like I would think I prefer it to be entirely collected so that uh, we could have a, like a, like a hardbound thing. Yeah. Well. Anyway. You know, I love it. All right. Number one this week, we've got Dr. Doom. This is obviously out of Marvel. Christopher Cantwell, Salvador La Roca. Um, story of Victor Von Doom, scientist, sorcerer, disfigured face, twisted soul, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this is, you know, an, an offshoot similar in vain to the likes of Vision and everything. Pick it up on a singular character, diving deep into some, you know, side story of his. Uh, in this specifically, we are in a world where people are trying yes. to solve climate change, essentially. And they've done so by building a black hole on the moon. Um, you know, they think they have solved everything, blah, blah, blah. And Dr. Doom says mm, that, yes. you know, they've got it all wrong. You know, something's going to happen. You know, things are going to hit the fan. Um, things eventually do hit the fan to skip through the story. And it's by virtue of what has happened, it is blamed on him, even though it, it appears as though he had nothing to do with it, but he's willing to take the fall to try to figure this out or get to the bottom of it. Um, I don't know how, what, what you thought of this. I There was like the middle part of the book uh, where he is, God, and what's the, what's the person's oh, uh, name that's like Kang? the opposite of him or like the future him or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, the back and forth between them of retelling some of these stories of, you know, coming from the future, you know, if, if the world is perfectly fine, you know, you're still there. It obviously worked. Blah, blah, blah. And like that type of stuff, like giving me this storyline of, of what's to come. I feel like after he left, like things like really sped up and I thought it could have been slowed down a little bit more to, to play it out some, to give us more of this, of this world where doom, like thought something was going to go wrong and just like nothing happened quite yet. Like I wanted to see that play out a little bit longer than instantly. Oh man, something's happening. Like, you know, what doom said is, you know, finally, finally taking place. Like, cause he's the whole issue. He's like, you know, doom, this is going to be wrong. And, you know, tell them that it's going to happen any minute now. And I kind of just want to see him live a little bit off to the side and like, Hey, Hey doom man, like you're wrong. Everything is good. Like, what are you going to do now? Uh, instead of, you know, we're thrown right into it. But, um, you know, so I, I mean, think it could I be an interesting saying, story. But I, I what I liked that, about that this book was he certainly, yes, you topical references, global warming, and what have you. Um, but this is a book, and I, you know, I've I've not been a reader of books where Doctor Doom really is the central antagonist. Really, I mean, we read Secret Wars, but that that's one of those ones where you know you didn't really get like the full story, and, and we read things like Runaways, but where he's really been um, a, a true villain, Fantastic Four, uh, Avengers uh, adjacent. All that aside, this is where we got to see him be a little bit vulnerable, right? Where he really mm -hmm. was trying to be, uh, we believe, for the greater good, saying, right. no, 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 this isn't right. And then we see him get made into, frankly, a victim where he is framed for uh, an international, global, if not interstellar tragedy. And he's like, fuck. That I enjoyed, and I'm not saying that I would rush to get book two, but I did like that part of it where you really did. You, like I said, you got to see him be a little bit more human. He took the mask off for a second, 
pun intended and not pun intended. <laughs> so uh, but I, that I liked. Could it have been a little slower, slow, slowerly, if I can invent an adverb, pace? Sure. But I, you know, I, I think that in, in, in general, <laughs> I, I like what they're trying to do with this book, which again, is trying to humanize somebody that on so many levels, I feel like in terms of being a villain, it, it's annoying. He, he always has like magic and doom bots and this thing and that plan. I'm so smart. He's gotten bested for at least a second. And, and we're on his side of the coin as this, as this is going on. Yeah. I, I liked it. So there you go. Yeah, see, like, you, and you say better than I, I, I can. I wanted to see him living in that element a little more than he did. Like, carry that into at least issue two, um, and hear and see that sort of humanized side of him. Uh, but listen, obviously, I don't know where the story's going, so that that theme could still carry over into where it's going. And I, I do think I, I definitely want to read this. Um, I can picture it being going through that week and buying issue two, not subscribing, but seeing it, buying it and picking up and, and seeing where it goes. Uh, Cause I love stories like this. Uh, it's been a you know running theme of us doing the show of all those books that have come out. Those, the ones that we've men- mentioned already. Um, so I've, I've got some decent hopes for it to, uh, yeah, so. to be a good yeah, little, uh, always, this is gonna be a I assume mini series of doom. All right. So for next show slash this week, um, you have obviously read this, so don't, don't spoil or anything. Um, I have purchased it, but not read it. Uh, that being X-Men number one. And this is obviously born out of everything that, uh, we just read from house of X powers of 10 this is written by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, X-Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibility and things have never been better. Jonathan Hickman, superstar artist. How do you say this name? Sure. Lionel U. <laughs> Which again, uh, the saga, the saga of Cyclops and his handpicked squad of mutant in this case, houses. For the most part. If you look at the cover, you got Jean Grey, you've got Rachel Summers, who they, they've given her a new code name called Prestige. I'm, I still won't co-sign. Uh, his dad shows up. Havoc is there. Polaris is there. Magneto, who is Polaris's father, is there. It's a whole thing. Uh, Vulcan, who's the lost Summer's brother, is also there. Uh, again, it just... I felt like, because we had so much, I think, really beautifully untold, slowly so, uh, storytelling of uh, House of X and Powers of Ten. This one is... Now Now we're now we're in this, right? X, this is the flagship book. We didn't, get a, we didn't carry a whole lot of ground here, but again... Mm-hmm. This is like this is, man. The X Men are, are killing it these days. So uh, I'm down. I, I've subscribed at this point to every offshoot book uh, of the new line. Which, which again, I'll test them all. Uh, next, we have Marauders, uh, which is mm-hmm. uh, led by Kitty Pride and Emma Frost. We've got Excalibur coming up week after that with Psylocke, Apocalypse, a few others. We have X Force coming out, New Mutants coming out. There's so many. <laughs> I'm it's just grim. This is a good time for X Men readers, and thank God I got a raise. So, <laughs> but but you thank you. But I'm really enjoying uh, this whole uh, revitalization <laughs> of X Men books. That's all Congrats. I can say about that. All right. Well, listen. I'm happy to dive in and try to pick up. I want to be one of the dough. cool kids, so I'm willing to uh, spend a little bit of dough to try and make it happen. I've read a fire shit. <laughs> 
Uh, let's kick off with you have read much okay, more three, than I have. Power so ten. why don't you start going through your list? And some of them I have okay. read. So, I'll, so I'll you, you finished the whole those. Uh, those, those two lines. Yes. Okay, so this is one of those books where I enjoyed, I don't know about you, I enjoyed The House of X yes. more than Powers of Ten because it was more immediate. But this book laid out the groundwork of you know why, what's happening Same. here, how are things unfolding. And one of the things that we got was, so Maura McTaggart, uh, who was revealed to be a mutant, uh, who's long established not to be one, they showed her multiple lives that she's lived over the years. And one of them was was was, was not was was like deleted of the book where they showed how she did this all these times. I think it was like life number six. I could be wrong. And we learn, can I spoil this now? We should be that in all the different timelines, mutants lose. In every yeah. case, yeah. humans, and you're welcome, have figured out how to not be a species that's being extinct. They have Yes, they do. And what does that mean for this book? It means shielding mutants, mutants of twenty nineteen, which I guess is what the the Timeline is of current putendom. I don't know. Um, don't tell them. Let's just let's, let's just see what we have to do. Let, let's just keep things above board. Let's fight the good fight. But <laughs> in a thousand years, we're fucking toast. In- interesting twist. And I wonder how they're going to – there's no way this this could always be the status quo. There's just no way. But it, it was still very well told. And I think, again, it, once you read X-Men 1 and some of the – if you read any offshoots, I'd be curious to hear which, what they are. If any of them do, I recommend New Mutants because that's written by Jonathan Hookman as well. Um, interesting, interesting run. And I, I give it overall an A. The, the whole line was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, as someone not fully grasping the full story and magnitude – um, just in the way it's put, it's put together. I mean, I probably sound like a broken record, that type of thing, but, um, you know, the different call outs, the way pages were laid out, uh, the art was fantastic it, without knowing every little thing you could tell it's, you know, expertly written. A lot of care was put, put into it. Uh, you know, for the f- fantastic series that, you know, even from the people that I follow on Twitter yeah. and the things I read, I don't, I don't know that I've come across anyone really complaining about, Anything having to do with with any one of those twelve issues? Okay, uh, Leviathan, combined. you must so, have heard this. You know, fantastic job by Marvel. Okay, Hickman, so where are you on this? Yes, of course. Uh, I'm still yes. uh, a big fan of this, and we've got. Yes. I think the last issue is like delayed a little bit until December. I want to say. Uh, which really sucks because it's like you know we're right here at the end. Like, don't start pulling a Marvel where you're like delaying all this stuff. Um. But, you know, I've said many times I like this storyline better than Deceased, but I do like both of these books going along. Um, I love the involvement of all the characters that are in here. The artwork was awesome in this one. I'm going back through and trying to remind myself of some of this, like the um, the panels of whenever they show Superman coming in Chicago, like this, like, white burst of everything. It, it fades right into a full splash screen of uh, We Are the Le- Leviathan. Why can't I ever say it? Yeah. So right there when it pops in, it's just like, it's, and you feel like the whole book has like been building up to this moment of them trying to solve like, you know, who the hell is this? What's happening? Um, you know, who's to blame? Who's a part of this? And it's just like, bam, you get this big full splash screen of, you know, the time has come. Soups is there. We're ready to, to get after the thing and start figuring well, out. Um, you know, I want to see how this all ends. And I'm kind of pissed. I got to wait till December. Yes. To happy holidays to you. 
Okay. Will it though? <laughs> and I'm I'm liking I'm liking Damien still in this too. And I was like browsing through some of like the Teen Titans that he's still a part of. And uh, I keep seeing those things where like he's going to show up in like I mean, Bendis's. Listen, I'm, a, I'm an armchair uh, quarterback but I'm happy I have when this it comes to that whole thing. I feel like Damian Damian Wayne's getting some serious uh, pub these days. I feel like he's in lots of, lots of books. Speaking of, Spider-Man number one, J.J. Abrams is doing this yeah, one. Have you read this at all? Character. Killer. It's great. Now, yes, I think it's great. Um, they are two books in. Nope. I bought both. I've read the first one really? only. The art is fantastic. Sarah Pacelli is the artist of this. This is an alternate universe Spider-Man because why not? Why not? Into the Spider-Verse, great movie. Um, where it's an alternate universe where – I don't want to give away too yeah, much. Sure. Where this, this, things have gone a little bit left for Spider-Man these days. And uh, he has a teenage son now who is a ginger. Guess who the mom is? It, it's it's good. I, I, I yes, that's right. Uh, played by, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's it's very good. It's it's a really it's an easy read. It's a page turner. Um, it's mm-hmm. a six or five book run total. And again, it's J.J. Abrams. I mean, I realize that's that's in some ways I roll like, of course it's going to be good, but it's going to be it's going to be good. Uh, I, I like it a lot. Uh, Gideon Falls seventeen. Where are you on this one? Again, this is. Uh, I have not read this one. So I am, you were behind, I am up to date on. Uh, so Jeff Lemire's book, uh, Andrew Sorrentino, again, does not disappoint. Behind. They really <laughs> do take you on quite a journey with this book, and I, I wonder if I tried to start over at book one, like the, the journey we have taken, the the stops and starts, the time jumps, the the location jumps. But again, it's just so beautifully read. And I, I remember when I started reading this book, I must must have been, if not this morning, then yesterday, uh, where I thought to myself, I feel like this book goes by fast. It went by fast. <laughs> it really, in a good way, where I don't feel cheated. I feel like I needed more. But that's, that's, I think that that's what you want as someone that creates content. It's not to feel like, to your consumer, like, done. This, this was a heavy book, good for the month. No, I needed more. I want a fatty ass 60 page book if not more, and really just, just really enjoy how beautifully put together this book has been so far. Work with, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> Set him up and lock him back. Uh, I also read, so I, then I started dipping <laughs> my toe into the uh, Comicsology Unlimited run because I just, I, I wanted to. Uh, Forgotten Home number one. So this is done by a creator called mm. Erica Schultz. Um, again, it's free for you if you, if you have the service, which you do. Um, I which I enjoyed. So I, without going into a whole lot of detail, this involves a bit of a mm-hmm. uh, missing persons mystery mixed with a cult slash special abilities people who either are hunted or being hunted. But you don't get that. It's, but it's not heavy handed. Give it a go. It's a quick read. And again, like I said, it's free. Just do it. I, I enjoyed it. I like the art. The, my, my main complaint in most cases with comicsology, and I'm okay. sorry, people, the unlimited line is I always hate the art. Like that's the that's where I feel like they lose me. Are, are you, where are you on this? Do you feel this way? That, this book it, it held up. The art was good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, then I also mm-hmm. read a book called Irredeemable by Mark Wade. So the Omnibus is okay. available now. Yeah, that's right. After your citation is available uh, now, the entire run. And so this involves, mm-hmm. similar to the book Invincible, where 
the seemingly altruistic antagonist protector of Earth goes wrong, goes bad, and starts really going on a tear, killing off his teammates, uh, very publicly so, in a sad way, in a, in a violent way, but it's very entertaining. I'm only three in. I want to say there's 30 total in this in this series. But again, you can know the whole omnibus for the cost of one month of uh, Comixology Unlimited. I'm enjoying it. Um, Watchmen, that's not me. That's you. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I mentioned last time that in preps for – I was excited for the HBO show that's about to come out. Uh, and in preps for it, wanted to – Relive some of Watchmen as I read it a while back. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. I think I saw the movie ever before I read the book too, um, which is probably not the way to do it. Uh, but anyways, uh, I bought it on Comixology a couple months ago, started rereading it, and I've got like one issue left that I will most assuredly finish up before the show kicks off this weekend. Um, so, you know, not breaking any news here. Watchmen's a you know very good book. Uh, you know, everything about it is, you know, the art's cool. The characters are great. Um, it's got a reputation of being one of the best ever. Uh, and I'm excited to see, to at least just like know a little bit more um, of the universe, rem- remembering more of the universe for when the show starts that is supposed to be picking up sort of, you know, within that same realm, not exactly a, a sequel. Um, but this has made me like read more into Doomsday Clock, which is a, a twelve issue limited I it's series, been going on for a thousand years. It's being moment. put out now. What's it over uh, by DC Comics? And I kept uh, seeing that, and also, yeah, also, um, I, I expected like if you put Doomsday, I expected Doomsday. I think they've done maybe like nine which I assume is not. issues or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird um i've only read a little bit about it and i just remember kept i kept seeing all the publicity about it um not quite knowing what it was so it is a a direct sequel to watchmen uh, is how it's billed uh it began on november 22nd 2017 and is supposed to conclude in december 2019 so maybe there's two or three issues left um so again this might be something that i'll check out now then you know if i'm if i will have just read watchmen if I'm going to be watching a show and just, you know, fully engulfed in this, and this is about to end, so I'll be able to pick up the 12 issues and just read all the way nice. through. Uh, so a good refresher for me and a welcome back into uh, this uh, very cool universe. And then Runaways 25. This is uh, the first issue in the arc of I have read Justice, uh, Finding the Kids. Uh, I don't want to say too much in case I don't know if you've read it or not. Uh Okay, uh, so Doc Justice coming. We've gotten a tease of this, of them potentially taking on a new name. Uh, we don't quite see that in this issue, uh, but obviously the, the the groundwork is being laid. Um, we find we find they're on I the think, road. Let's just put that. I think it's going to be on a the cool road. Twist on the road. Too. I mean, we've talked a few times how they're not running away, and they've just like, yeah, yeah. Like, let, let's. Something's going to be happening. Yeah, they hit yeah, it in a yeah. VW bus. And, not been running you know, away. Let's, uh, I'm excited for the next chapter because they have been hanging out for a little <laughs> too long. Yes, not at all. Staying still. <laughs> all right, power through. <laughs> the sitting stills. All right, so for uh, the news this week, there's quite a bit to get through here. 
So Clint Barton is set to reclaim his status as the main Hawkeye in the Marvel Universe when a new miniseries titled Hawkeye Freefall debuts in January 2020. This is in here, obviously, because we like a lot of the Hawkeye books. And this is to be written Uh, by Matthew Rosenberg. That person's got to be German. But but, but, but. Otto Schmidt. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Don't, Don't know what else they've drawn. We'll learn more about it as we get closer to the day. But exciting. We like Rosenberg. We like Hawkeye. Uh, you know, big shoes to fill. Uh, the Batman. Matt Reeves' Batman has cast uh, Zoe Kravitz okay. as Catwoman and 12 I mean, Years of Slave I mean, I mean, so as the Riddler. They mentioned 12 Years of Slave as being his big role. I know him from uh, The Limit of Sunshine. So, did you see The Limit of Sunshine? What? I know That's Abigail Breslin and Steve Carell and Greg Kinnear and Tony Collette. No. And I'm really recalling these actors' names. Maybe uh, yeah, that Wait, what is that one? Pageant. Okay. Well, I, by the way, Otto Smith's work, I like. The, the kid I like is like it. in a, actually, I see a picture. He's actually drinking um, uh, uh, Damien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I have seen it, yes. Something, doing All something. Right. So I'm, I, 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 I'm a fan. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. It reminds me. Oh. That's not entirely true. <laughs> if I could just right. be well, obvious about it, cool, good to know. I like what you like. Um, and I like Zoe Kravitz, by the way. I feel like, despite <laughs> the fact that she is a, a a product of nepotism in Hollywood, she's Lenny Kravitz's daughter, along with uh, Lisa Bonet, who played Denise Huxtable. Yeah, I still like her. I like her. I never watched that show. I've got to get into it. Yeah, she is. I've only noticed her in uh, Big Little Eyes, but done? she's good in that. Uh, first season very good. Second season is yeah. probably unnecessary. Well, that's how we do it, baby. Uh, well, see, it was I supposed mean, to be done after I the first season because the first season like told the story of the book, but Crank it was it so well received that they did a second season. So no one really quite knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got a uh, friend of the show, um, Justin Michael Ryan, is launched a new okay, book that's really called sad. The Unclean Kickstarter Superhero Horror like Graphic no Novel bits. that he has left Kickstarter, watching, uh, and he is here, on Indiegogo for this. He has, he has three weeks left. He has 2% of his goal. How, co- how can we help? We're, 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 yeah. we're helping right now, sure. I do plan on purchasing this and chipping in. Well, we're going to give it to Pub. Yeah, we will link it. We will retweet it. We will do the thing, and we will purchase yeah, it like, ourselves. Uh, good storyteller. And, uh, good I'm sure he'd love to come back on the show and talk about it. Um, but, yeah, we are fans of his mm. work and happy to support in any way we can. Who's in it? Uh, Hulu announces cast for upcoming Marvel's Hailstrom series. Marvel Television Hulu just Who are these people? The cast. the cast includes Tom yeah, okay. Austin, oh, Sidney Lemon, Elizabeth Marvel, Robert Wisdom, June Carroll, Ariana Guerra, and Elaine Yui. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. So good for them. And uh, yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, I sent this link to you. Where are they opening this? And, in Jacksonville. Uh, it's caught me by surprise is that they're is a restaurant opening in Jacksonville called Supa Noodle Bar, and it is Dragon Ball Z themed. 
How do you feel about this? Uh, this is in the Tinseltown area. So I believe it's going to be in one of the new buildings. It's like in the parking lot of the movie theater. Have noodles? Have noodles? I mean, this is a very <laughs> niche audience. I, I mean, feel. listen. Yeah, I mean, I'll go check it out. Listen, but man. How often I, am I going to go there? It's not that uh, I'm not a fan. It's just I'm not <laughs> yeah. indoctrinated in the Dragon Ball Z culture. I mean, but I do feel like people – And when my brother's in like, town, I got another I'll take buddy him and show him. You mentioned this. It's just like, <gasps> Dragon Ball Z. I'm like – so th- there is definitely, and again, now you're grown, you're a taxpayer, you're a parent, a homeowner. So you're not perhaps as, uh, you know, gaga over it as you might have used to be. But like, but the, but the, but the level of which that you, that you even got like a bootleg Japanese subtitled version back in the yesteryear. There's a, there, there is definitely a mm-hmm. culture of this. I don't know if they have enough money to go out to eat. <laughs> it's. <laughs> but still, I, I appreciate that, that somebody's doing this for people that care for this, I guess. There, 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 there's a bar up here that's dedicated mm-hmm. to Doctor Who. I couldn't give less shits. Doctor Who gives a... Doctor, doctor Who gives a fuck. Yeah, true. Same here. I will not visit that one. But Super Noodle yep. Bar, I will hit it up at least once. Toast. Hmm... <laughs> And last but not least, uh, a surprising no one, the Gambit movie nope. is dead. Yes. Yeah, stupid. But I did Gambit. see, by the way, the Unless Deadpool, they, you to play Gambit uh, they have not stuff, come out and said it, but Disney has Gambit approved movie. our rating sequels. So that's Which good. Was probably another dumb Fox idea. That's right. So we're back. I will. Will they ever mm-hmm. put Deadpool? I did in see that Ryan Reynolds was at the Marvel Studios office. And I don't think and so. It, so I don't. I just think. I just, I just feel like that the flavor is just too far left. I'm. I'm for it, but I don't see it happening. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm not betting anything. I'm just saying. You know, a buddy of mine is going to Vegas this weekend, and I'm going to give him a hundred bucks and just be like, say that they play that shit. That bet. Yes. I just feel like on red. I will just say that it's too easy of a joke to pull off of having him show up, make some sort of joke at Fox's expense, yeah, 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 and easily make a lot of money. Like it's, I mean, I am got, with you. Know, I'm not going to argue the point. Things, like the things like the Eternals and all this stuff, they already have a built-in audience that is willing to come see sure. the food and cameo it's time paycheck that I think they will do. That doesn't mean that there's a Deadpool movie. He's definitely going to show up. Doing Every something. week or so. I, li- I like those ads. All right. All right. Well, until that happens, uh, keep uh, staying tuned here every week or so, because that's the schedule we're on. <laughs> and hit us up on TooBityComics.com and find us online. Uh, we're happy to chat whenever. I've been reading too many comics.